Welcome back to our weekly episode of Chronicles Unleashed, where we bring you tales of life, love, and human error. Our characters, fictitious and the real, suffer from the trauma of their drama and then struggle to rise above it. Hello, faithful. In part two of the Red Box, concern for the well-being of their widowed father. The Littleton siblings join him for lunch. In part three, during their impromptu reunion, they will discover that truth is more important than the facts. But first, LJ has offered a mysterious bag to his sister Tima. The Red Box Part 3. Tima looked at Franco. His face was expressionless. She began to think it would be just like LJ to do the unexpected, just to get on Faye's nerves. Hand the bag over. I'll take it. She opened the bag slowly and carefully. It wasn't food. There was a handwritten note from LJ. Tima read it out loud. To my favorite sister, you deserve this. Enclosed was an envelope with five scratch-off lottery tickets and two dark chocolate almond clusters from Godiva. She looked at him in shock. Favorite sister, huh? Frenchie said. It was supposed to be for me, Faye chimed in. Not really. You don't even like dark chocolate. I knew you wouldn't accept it, but I knew Tima would. He said genuinely, and Faye rolled her eyes at him. What's in the envelope? Franco asked. Thank you, LJ, Tima said softly. Lottery tickets. Are they real? Faye asked enviously. Well, we'll see, Tima responded as she scratched off the tickets. Yes, they're real. How can you tell? Faye asked. I didn't win anything, Tima quipped, and they all laughed. It's the thought and the chocolate that counts, LJ said, winking at her. Thank you, LJ. You've inspired me to share another surprise with everyone after we eat, Tima replied. This family has no shortages of surprises, Franco said cryptically. I know that's right, Frenchie said. Life's supposed to be full of surprises. That's what makes me so much fun, LJ said. They playfully needled each other throughout the meal while everyone was eating dessert. Tima quietly slipped upstairs and returned with the red box, placing it on the coffee table in the living room. Will everyone come in here for a family meeting, please? Tima invited them. Faye entered the room and stood next to Tima. You may want to sit down for this, Faye, Tima told her. Come sit next to me, Felix said, and motioned Faye to sit on his right side. Tima was standing to his left. This sounds serious, LJ said as Frenchie sat next to Franco. And he sat next to them. Before she died, Mama gave me instructions to distribute the contents of this box. She made it clear that before I open it, we are to pray. And we all have to agree that no matter what we discover, we will love, respect, and be kind to each other. Are we in agreement? Yes, they said in unison. As Felix looked at his children, there was an overwhelming tension in the room. They joined hands. After reciting the Lord's Prayer, Felix hugged each of them and returned to his seat. Tima cleared her throat and removed the envelope taped to the top of the box. She opened it, unfolded the first page, and began to read. 
if Tima is reading this letter, I'm with the Lord. Most of what is important I gave to you during my lifetime, but the rest is in this box. I want each of you to choose the bear that you want in the order of your ages from oldest to youngest. I know all of you better than you know yourselves, so I already know which one you will choose. You only have 10 seconds to decide. No electronics are allowed. After everyone chooses, Tima gets the bears that are left, and then your father and Tima will open a sealed envelope with my predictions. Tima wondered why the prediction letter had to be a team effort, but she learned over her lifetime that her mother did everything for a reason. Felix had a strange smile on his face when Tima opened the box and took out the contents. It contained seven teddy bears and an unusual pen. Not another collection, Faye replied, sounding annoyed. Mama was always collecting stuff from the secondhand stores in the junkyards. The politically correct description is antiques, LJ said with exaggerated formality. Maybe they're worth something, Franco reasoned. Please. Mama was always collecting something. Last month at the neighborhood yard sale, her collections barely got us $500, Faye said. Mama must have had her reasons. She always had a plan, Frenchie said thoughtfully. Felix observed his children in silence. Tima placed the bears and the pen on the coffee table and said, LJ, you go first. LJ got up and began to look, touch, and squeeze each teddy bear. He opted for a frosted beige teddy bear with a lace opening up its front seam. He had a curious smirk on his face when he grabbed it. Tima looked at Faye and said, you're up. Faye didn't hesitate. With a look of triumph, she coveted the black leather Louis Vuitton bear. She looked at her sisters as though she knew they envied her. My turn, Tima said quietly, and without hesitation, bent down and gently picked up the black bear with a somber expression on its face. She then invited Franco, who was four minutes older than Frenchie, to choose his bear. His choice was a cinnamon brown mohair bear with a silver brooch bearing the name of Will pinned to its chest. And last, but certainly not least, Frenchie. Frenchie smiled broadly. I can't believe no one picked the bear I wanted. He moves, she gushed as she grabbed the white bear, raising its arms in victory. Tima looked at the two remaining blue bears. Well, if our bears are who we are, I guess I'm black and blue, she said quietly. Why did you choose that bear? He looks depressed, Faye remarked. He looks like how I feel, Tima confessed. Why did you pick yours? A Louis Vuitton bear? You have to ask, Faye inquired. Mine laces up the front. When I felt its chest, I felt something hard. I know there's got to be something good in there, LJ said. A wine flask? Faye asked sarcastically. I know why you picked yours, Franco Willis. Littleton, Frenchie, emphasized Will, referring to the pin attached to the bear. Franco nodded and said, and you picked yours because you love polar bears who are dangerously close to becoming extinct because of climate change. Exactly. And his arms and legs move, Frenchie explained. 
Well, let's see if your mother's predictions were correct, Felix suggested as he reached for the sealed envelope. The room was still with anticipation. He opened it and handed the pages to Tima. She began to read, LJ, I knew you'd choose the steep hot water bottle bear, worth between 30000 and $40,000. You are my curious child, so I knew you'd pick this bear because you wanted to see what was inside. You're charming, impulsive, and fun. You don't need liquid courage. You're the complete package without it. God made sure of that. Take better care of your health and keep your sense of humor. Psalm 139.14 I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that well. I knew my mama loved me, LJ said, smiling through his tears. I'm getting ready to get paid. Tima continued. Faye, you chose the Louis Vuitton fragment bear worth $3,500 because he's from a designer you know and admire. You are my dependable, predictable, and cautious child. You have a strong sense of right and wrong, and you love certainty. It's okay to color outside the lines sometimes and to use colors other than black and white. It's even better to forgive, take a risk, and let people see the vulnerable side of you. Ephesians 4.31-32 through 32. Let all the bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Mama really did know me better than I know myself, Faye said, sniffling. But I know I can get much more for that bear. Tima stood in awe of how accurate her mother had been about their personalities. She expected to see her name next and hesitated when it didn't appear. But she continued to read. Franco, you chose the Steve Center scene bear, worth about $60,000, because his pin has your middle name. You trust yourself and you're a natural risk taker with great instincts. You'd rather learn by experience than by example. Sometimes history is the best teacher. Trust God more. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And always acknowledge him. He will make straight your paths. Did she just call me hard-headed, Franco inquired. It's not like you haven't heard that before. Mama also said you had great instincts, Felix pointed out. Tima saw Frenchie's name next and wondered if she had been an afterthought. She swallowed hard and continued to read. Francine, Steve Rod Bear, worth about $110,000. You were drawn to this bear because he's different. You never want anything that everyone else has. Frenchie, you crave the unusual. You're passionate about causes, and like your twin, you prefer to learn by experience. You often defer to Franco, and he's usually right, but you must trust God first. Psalm 118.9 It's better to take refuge in the law than to trust in princes. How did she get in my brain like that, Frenchie asked rhetorically. Well, at least she called me a prince, Franco murmured. You would make this about you, Frenchie said. Finally, Tima saw her own name. She took a deep breath and began to read. Fatima, I'm ending with you. 
because you are our middle child and usually feel last and unnoticed. Today, you'll be last in a different way, like the amen at the end of a powerful prayer. Tima's hands trembled and her voice faltered as she choked back the tears. As if on cue, LJ wrapped his arms around her and the two of them retreated to the sofa. Felix took the letter from her and began to read. You are our independent, resourceful, and sensitive child. You've always been different and unfazed by other people's opinions. I knew you'd choose the steep titanic morning bear because you're really hurting. While you may feel invisible, in reality, you're invincible. No matter how many times you get knocked down, you get back up. We see you, but more importantly, God sees you. Now stop mourning what you don't have and start being grateful for what you do have. I gave you what you wanted and more to make up for all the years when your birthday gifts doubled as Christmas gifts and for all the times you felt marginalized. The morning bear you chose is worth over $140,000. The Blue Princess Diana first edition Thai beanie bear is worth over $130,000. And the Steve Blue Elliot bear is worth about $62,000. You are priceless. Matthew 2016. So the last shall be first and the first will be last. There was a collective gasp in the room. Tima couldn't speak and just sobbed. It was as though her mother had a looking glass into her soul. Felix stopped reading and interjected, Well, it looks like your mother got a perfect score. Now, before any of you get upset, remember, Tima never asked for loans or bailouts. And since she didn't go to college, we didn't pay a school loan for her. He looked at his audience and waited a few moments for them to process his words before he continued. Then he finished reading Mama's letter. I love you all more than I can explain. I can never thank God enough for the privilege of being your mother. I have left a card of a person who can help you sell the bears should you decide not to keep them. Live your best lives. Felix, my cat, you already have all of our property, but I saved this pen for you. It's a Mont Blanc Genghis Khan fountain pen worth over $85,000. Find a ghostwriter and use it to tell our story. Now, tell our children the part of our history only you and I know. I love you. Felix looked on the wall at their framed wedding picture as if to draw strength from it. He cleared his throat, blinked away his tears, and took a long breath and put the letter on the coffee table. He looked at Franco and Frenchie and said, I know by now that some of you have been on Ancestry.com, even though I discouraged you from going there. Mama and I wanted a chance to explain our story before you got the information from someone else. Your mother had an identical twin named Dana, who married my first cousin, Willis Henderson. In 1968, Dana and Dorothy were pregnant at the same time. Your mother was due in June and Dana in late May. Willis was in the military serving in Vietnam. In late April of that year, Willis died in action. Dana grieved hard for him. Even though your mother went down to South Carolina to stay with her 
Until she gave birth, she never really got over Willis. She cried every day. I remember Aunt Dana and Uncle Will, LJ said. Yeah, well, several weeks after we heard about Willis, your mother and her sister went into labor at the same time. Now, where they were back then, in South Carolina, there were only midwives for black folks. They didn't go to the hospital unless there was an emergency. The midwife came, but she was kind of overwhelmed, and I'm not sure what all happened. But by the time they did get to the hospital, Mama had already lost our baby, and Aunt Dana died, giving birth to the two of you. I vaguely remember when you left to get Mama. It was in the middle of the night, Faye interrupted. That's right. I drove like a demon to get down there. I went straight to the hospital. The midwife and Mama told the nurses that Mama had given birth to the twins. I I guess we should have told the family the truth, but Mama wanted you so bad. We were afraid that Willis's sister would want to raise you since she couldn't have children. It was selfish, but after the loss of our baby and her twin sister, Mama needed something good to come out of the situation. Don't judge us too harshly. I hope God doesn't. Francine Dana Littleton and Franco Willis Littleton, we made your middle names those of your birth parents. We wanted to honor and remember them. Anyway, we can't change what we did. I hope you can forgive us. Felix looked repentant and hopeful. Frenchie and Franco were sitting together hand in hand. They looked at each other for a moment and had a silent conversation that only they could understand. They rose together and stood on either side of Felix. Together they hugged him. We were disappointed when we discovered you weren't our birth father, Frenchie explained, and confused when we saw that you were related to us. All sorts of thoughts ran through our heads. We decided not to ask Mama because she was sick and we didn't want to hurt you. Thank you for finally telling us the truth, Franco admitted. Well, now that we know the real story, we feel blessed and relieved. Nobody could have asked for more, and our birth parents would have probably wanted you and Mama to raise us anyway, Frenchie added. You are and will always be our father, Franco replied. Amen to that, Frenchie agreed. And you are all my children, Felix said. Their siblings joined them, and for the second time that day, they all hugged, held hands, and recited the Lord's Prayer. Then they sang Amazing Grace. Dorothy Littleton was resting in pride. That concludes the Red Box. In death, Dorothy Littleton skillfully gave her children exactly what they needed and wanted. Get Unleashed and share an actual example of how a family responded after the proceeds of a will was divided. Hit us up on Facebook or Instagram or on Twitter at Chronicles, capital U-N-L-E-1. And make sure you join us next week when Chronicles Unleashed explores unusual wills and estates in Having the Last Word. Life is truly stranger than fiction. Invite your friends and family to come join us and become Unleashed. We only get paid when we get played, so hit us up every week. Special thanks to Mixkit and Michael Ramirez C for the Chronicles Unleashed theme song, Scripted Life. This is Donna Edwards signing off, reminding you that every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. There is hope for us all.